Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Meteorologist Ed Russo here. Hello, it's uh, meteorologist Tom Russell here. And of course, we're working from home, so we're joining you uh, in different places. But uh, always nice to catch up with you, Ed. Yeah, and Tom, I think it's safe to say I'm probably not going to see you until at the earliest <laughs> next year. You never know. Ed. I mean, uh, being weather geeks, we may end up in uh, snow coverage or winter weather coverage or something. So never say never, my friend. Yeah, we're phone pals. We talk all the time over That's the phone and, and we, we talk in this podcast. So right. we keep in touch. We yes, all keep we in touch. Yes, we do. So I hope you had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, now we're pushing towards Christmas. And uh, last time we left you on the podcast, we talked about our winter weather preview. And now December is uh, certainly colder. But I think we got to keep it in perspective, Ed, because October was warm. November was the third warmest November yep. on record. So I think uh, just making that adjustment, even though temperatures right now are average, which is mid-40s, it feels extra cold to us, don't you think? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, 45. I mean, what was 45 today? And it felt brutal. Yeah. I was out flying our uh, Skyview 21 drone with our photographer, our chief photographer, and 45 felt like 25, but it shouldn't. You know, I'm sure in January, <laughs> 45 will feel nice. That'll feel warm to us. You're yeah. right. You're right. Um, so the thinking here uh, hasn't really changed as far as where we're going, but we know at least the first half of December looks to be at or below average. So on the cold side there, and you were talking about the blocking pattern mm -hmm. that's kind of causing that. Yeah, so uh, typically, you know, in the Northeast, when we um, when we get kind of a, a sustained cold pattern, I'm talking about, you know, several several you know, blasts of Arctic air that are that are next to each other or just a long right. sustained cold period. We always see this big area of high pressure build over Greenland, which is right. the North Atlantic. And if you can visualize a big ridge and that ridge basically pokes into the northern hemisphere and mm -hmm. forces Arctic air south over the eastern U.S. Right. And we're seeing that and we're seeing that over the next week you know, where we could be seeing temperatures near normal to maybe averaging below right. as we head at least into the middle part of the month. Um, so that's not terrible news if you do like the festive feel. <laughs> yeah, it depends, on, it depends on your perspective. Yeah. So over the past couple of podcasts, we talked about El Nino and La Nina, and that gives us kind of a, a big picture weather pattern. But then, as Ed mentioned, here in the Northeast, we look at the North Atlantic Oscillation, the NAO, and that plays into where this high sets up. And we we always say, you know, is it positive, is it negative? Uh, but it really, you know, you, you described it well, it helps force that cold air and sticks it here in the Northeast. And uh, depending on how long it gets entrenched, you know, then you start bringing a storm along with some moisture and you're talking, hmm, this could get interesting. Yeah. So, you know, when the, when the NAO, the North Atlantic Oscillation is in its negative phase, that's when we see that big ridge over Greenland that forces right. that colder air South over the Eastern U S and, and the NAO can fluctuate. It's not a climate pattern. It's a it's exactly. a still, still a weather pattern because you know we can see the NAO switch from positive to negative. You know, uh, in just a couple of weeks. So you can have a very persistent pattern where it lasts a month or more, or just a very, you know, uh, a time period that's much smaller where you may have a, a negative NAO, a cold pattern for only a week. But it does right. look like at least you know and if. If Tommy disagree, by all means, speak up. 
Um, but uh, it looks like we're going to be in this through at least mid-December, uh, possibly yeah. beyond, but we have to wait and see. But definitely higher confidence that we're going to see colder than normal uh, on average through the middle part of the month. Now, Ed, you know, everybody listening to this is yelling at us right now going, so what does that mean for snow chances? Does that mean a white Christmas? Yeah, it's well, so I guess it comes back to it comes back to timing, right? So yeah. if Ed's right and this NAO holds a little bit, we keep that cold air entrenched, anything that comes along, well, that has the potential to be white instead of wet. So it's on the it's on the table at this point. It is on the table. And keep in mind, even if we do go into a warmer than normal pattern overall for the second half of December, Right. If you get a two-day cold snap that happens on December 24th and 25th, <laughs> and you know you you have a storm that times up just right with that cold, yeah, even in a warmer than normal pattern, warmer doesn't necessarily mean no snow. I mean, you right. can still get you know a, an event where two days it's cold and it happens to also be precipitating, and you're going to get snow. So yeah, it's still on the table, um, but typically around here, climatologically speaking. We don't yeah. really see a white Christmas, you know, yeah, that, more often pretty than not. Rare. But I think uh, when we did our special, we mentioned uh, 2002 was the first, the yeah. last real legit, uh, you know, snow starting Christmas Eve, lasting into Christmas morning. That's a long time ago. It is. It is. And, and you know, I, I think when we did our winter weather special, uh, you know, we, we were really thinking that, you know, we more than likely would not see a white Christmas. Would I say now that it might be a little more likely? Maybe a little. But oh, maybe Ed, a little. A am, I, am I being bullish here, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> am well, I being hope too hopeful? Let, let's be honest. You and I have been around the weather game for a while, and in our business, this is called wish casting. <laughs> yeah, in, in a way, you know, it's you know, another term for you, you it. You want a certain outcome weather, that you weather wish weenie for. forecast what you want to see. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I honestly think now that you know we are seeing, uh, you know this this negative nao i i do think yeah it's maybe slightly more likely still unlikely but maybe a right. little bit more in the direction of of a possibility than what i would have said three weeks ago right agreed with that i'll agree yeah. with that all right so we have seen some flurries fly uh earlier this week uh, as we record this we actually had some pretty decent snow showers and of course uh, snow to the tune of several inches from Erie to Pittsburgh mm -hmm. uh, to the Laurel Highlands. So my question is, in people's minds, have we had that first snow yet? See, I, I, uh, I, I mean, I honestly, would say, if you love snow and it's snowing at your house, what do you care yeah. what happened everywhere else? <laughs> but officially, but officially you, you have to have a measurement. You do have to have a measurement. So and what we had earlier this week is what we call a T or a trace. So technically, we haven't had the first snow, at least not at Harrisburg yet. You know, and I think, you know, honestly, the first snow is the first measurable snow. And right. a trace right. is as immeasurable as you can get. Right. Um, so that morning when a lot of folks said snow on their windshield, but nothing on the ground, that is not a measurable snow. Correct. Correct. Okay. You know, it did whiten things up, uh, but, you know, <laughs> That's true. And, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the, the, the white Christmas definition from the National Weather Service is an inch or more of the snow on the ground Christmas morning. But some right. people, if, hey, if it's snow, the snow is in the air, that's good. You know, they don't need it yeah. to accumulate. So it's, it's yeah. very, very subjective. Very subjective. So uh, officially, let me just double check this, an inch on the ground Christmas morning. Correct. So it, it could fall today, but as long as it's still around Christmas Day, you're saying that counts as a white Christmas? Yes. 
I believe uh, so. That's a that's an interesting one. Uh, I you know a lot of people think it has to be within you know the 24, 36 hours of Christmas Day to be a Christmas snow. I I, I kind of lean that way a little bit. And there are some people that think you can't have any blades of grass poking through. It, you know, <laughs> I, that is annoying though. When you want that really pristine landscape and you have those really annoying little blades of grass, it's like why couldn't you have cut your lawn? Well, I was just going to say before? that's that's on you. Uh, speaking of that, I cut uh, what was it right after. After Thanksgiving, and I'm like, this got to be the final cut. And even as I record this now, the lawn could use one more cut, and I refuse to do it. <laughs> oh, that's I ridiculous. Refuse. I know. I refuse to do it. I'm, I'm still like, cutting oh. the lawn between Thanksgiving and Christmas. That should, yeah, it's, it, oh. yeah, Thanksgiving should be the end of it. I shouldn't have to do that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I thought a fun topic, and might be, um, since we're heading toward the holiday season here, weather gifts for weather geeks what do you think of that Weather gifts for weather geeks well i'm a weather geek and i like yes, weather gifts all right i'll throw out some gifts and or maybe you could give me your wish list too but um i was looking online here and this is a, a pretty sweet weather station you know we've gotten really spoiled because back in the day you had maybe a thermometer and a bucket to catch some rain in. now you got these fancy weather stations where they actually take the data they upload the data to your computer i mean they're really sweet uh, the one that uh, this particular uh, website is suggesting is called the Ambient Weather WS2902C, and it's a 10-in-1 Wi-Fi weather station. So it's one of those ones that uh, it's even supported by Alexa or Google Home. Uh, you know, So you could ask Alexa, how much rain did we get last night? That's pretty cool. Um, and this is supposedly one of the best on the market. You know, Tom, so, just add a few more digits and numbers to that name, and I <laughs> might be sold. It, it no questions asked. It, it runs off. It runs off the tongue, I think. <laughs> uh, the next one on the list, though, and this is the one I have at the house. Lacrosse is the the big company for for home uh, weather stuff, and it's usually reasonable, and you get a pretty good product. Uh, the Lacrosse. Uh, they call it the C85845, but that's the one that you see. It's a it's a little color screen that sits just inside your house, but you can have um, the automated uh, information. Like if you have a rain gauge set up, it'll it'll transfer that info. Obviously, temperature, humidity. It's it's a pretty nice product, and you usually can get it at Costco for like 60, 70 bucks. You've mm -hmm. seen those, I think. Yeah. So you know what's funny? I so a lot. I, I do have some antique weather stuff here, like stuff okay. that's back from like, the. Um, I, I can't even tell you, they're like family heirlooms that have been passed down to me. I mean, what better person to give them to in the family than the, yeah, the weather geek, than, than the weather geek. Yeah. So, all right, well, tell us about one. Which one of your favorites? Well, I have one that reads it's, it's indoor reads. Um, it's a barometer reads pressure, humidity, temperature, and I have it up against a more technologically advanced, um, piece of weather equipment where I have the. I have the instrument outside on my porch, wow. and this this older instrument reads almost exactly the same. No kidding. So even though it's really old, I mean, it's got to be from the forties, really fifties. Yeah, I'll take a picture of it and I'll do see, that. That I'll sounds see. pretty cool. Yeah. So, but no, it seems it's pretty accurate, and you know, when it's a real high humidity, it usually will say stormy. <laughs> um, or no, wait, that, that's the pressure, excuse me. When the pressure is oh, really okay. low, it'll say stormy. So it has kind of these descriptive words along with the actual number. Right. I have something like that. I don't have it out for display, so I need to pull it out and, and show you if it, it sounds similar to what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, are... you know, antique weather instruments yeah. are like, you know, well, for you, you're a car enthusiast. It's like, yeah. you know, antique car, you know, sure. is, is awesome. Um, 
And then for like a weather geek, you know, your antique weather instruments are really cool thing. And the cool thing now that they have is um, they're like retro things. So they're the guts are new, but they look old. Uh, You know, everybody, one of the first gifts I get after uh, after, you know, doing school for meteorology was the uh, the Galileo thermometer. You know, everybody kind of gets one of those. The ones with the little floating uh, uh, liquid there. Um, That's always a fun one. Um, I got a rain gauge, which I use for real, but a professional rain gauge looks like a big giant cylinder. And then it has a smaller cylinder in there, which when you fill up the middle cylinder, it's an, it's an inch of rain, but it's a wide mouth thing. So you collect melting snow or, you know, you know, rainfall. So that's, that's a good gift. That's usually only like 20 bucks, 25 yeah. bucks. That's a good one. What do you have? A, do you have a snowboard? Uh, no, I don't have an official snowboard. Do you? Yeah, I have too. I haven't. Um, I haven't taken. To, I haven't taken them to the mountain in a while. To, to no, snow, not those snowboards. Snow <laughs> no, I know. You jerk. In uh, in weather, yeah. snowboards oh, are how weather, we officially. Weather, a weather yeah, snowboard yeah, 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 to yeah. measure he's snow. A, he's making a joke, but just so <laughs> so you understand, snowboards are how we officially measure snow. You actually have a board as the snow falls. You measure it and wipe it off to keep it from melting or compacting so uh and i don't appreciate your weather humor on that yeah i mean i laugh that's what's important (laughs) uh we're talking about weather gifts for the weather geek in your life um the national bestseller isaac's storm was the book by eric larson and that uh basically is the story of the uh, 1900 hurricane that just devastated galveston texas it is the deadliest natural disaster in u.s history so if you're not familiar with that um there was a weather guy at the time named isaac sometimes uh, uh, and that's the name of the book, Isaac Storms. But basically, he was there, and he didn't take the proper warnings that people thought he should. And, and Galveston was wiped out to the tune of what seven, eight thousand people. Yeah, I think it was eight thousand. Yeah, so that's the uh, the deadliest natural disaster. But that's a good book for the weather geek in your life. How about a weather wall calendar? Is that still relevant? Do you think? Like showing the different. Yeah, you know, it's a calendar, but it has cool weather pictures, lightning. Oh yeah, I mean that stuff. that that's always a staple. Okay, I'm it's with you there. Easy, uh, for the, what's simple, that? Easy, yeah. simple. For the uh, for the weather kid in your life, they still have some really cool uh, little weather labs that uh, I know Ed's done a lot of this when he goes to schools and whatnot. But it comes with a little functional wind vane and anemometer, thermometers, and those are those are pretty reasonable. And and they're for kids, you know, like eight, nine, ten years old. They're pretty last, cool. Yeah, last year I got my niece a, a little weather station where you know you pour some water in this. Uh, in this uh, sort of box thing with soil and you plant yeah. seeds and you get the, the greenhouse effect, you get the temperature oh. increasing on the inside. You get to see that the moisture condense on the side. You know, I was have, I, 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 you know, it was funny cause when she, she got it as a Christmas gift last year. And um, when I was there in December, uh, she, she lives in South Florida. Uh-huh. Um, I, I think maybe I wanted to, open it, and use it more than <laughs> you wanted to, you wanted to play with their christmas tour <laughs> hey maddie can i play with your uh, christmas <laughs> maddie let's open this one first <laughs> yeah yeah so i i that's um funny. of course i haven't been able to get down there because of everything that's been well, going on but i was gonna say did she ever use it did she ever send you any yeah yeah it's still i think it's still outside that they, they did move uh so hopefully she took it along with her but they did you know she, it got to the point where she had to write down stuff daily um so gotcha. ho- hopefully she kept with it. Um, I told my brother to make sure she was on top of everything. So, oh good. So yeah, good. I think uh, hopefully I inspired her. 
Hopefully yes. that's your next meteorologist. Um, so a couple more ideas here. These are Christmas gift ideas uh, for your weather enthusiasts in your life. All right, what do you think about this one? The sundial. So you could get like a, a decorative, you know, it's a pretty big piece as far as maybe something you would put in the uh, in the backyard. But it's the oldest known instrument for telling time, the sundial. That's kind of a neat gift. What do you think of that? Yeah, I think that's 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 so monumental. Um, and you always need to know what time it is. But <laughs> but how do you know how do you know how to set it up? Because you set it up wrong, you're always going to be wrong. Yeah. Do you know how to set those up? I mean, I know exactly what they are. I've seen them. I've never yeah. I've never gotten one. But there must be a trick to it. And what do you do after daylight saving time? Do you have to adjust? It? Well, see, back then, back then, yeah. I don't think they worried about that stuff. No, I guess not. <laughs> it was much simpler not. times back <laughs> well, then. You know, we, we complain about resetting the one of the microwave. Imagine resetting the sundial. That's uh, well, you'd have to you'd have tough. to like move the sun or something, or change, <laughs> you'd have to change the Earth Sun system. So, and I don't. That's obviously not. We don't have the manpower to do that. All right, this one caught my eye. It's called the storm glass. It's a unique weather-related gift. It's kind of a decorative piece. You may put it on a, a mantle or whatever. But it's a glass filled with liquid mixture of chemicals that are said to crystallize and change based on differences in temperature and atmospheric pressure, uh, which actually helps you predict the weather. Have you ever seen a storm glass like I that? I haven't. It sounds like one of those mood it kind of looks like a lava lamp now that you mentioned like it. if you're dealing with a lot of pressure <laughs> pun intended Stay, yes, or a lot I of heat it. if you got yeah, a lot of heat right, at work all right all i right. get it um <laughs> but if you're uh that could be maybe maybe used in a lot of different ways you never yeah. know so uh just some ideas that uh that we've been throwing out here another cool one if you're really geeky is a pocket uh handheld anemometer usually has a temperature sensor you've seen us use them on live shots it has a temperature gauge it has a little um you know uh propeller in there to get the uh, get the wind sensor humidity sensor and those are usually under 50 bucks too and they're they're pretty rugged uh, if you're into that. So Tom, uh, these are, these are now be honest. These are things you, you, you want in your stocking. Every single one. <laughs> these, I'm just throwing some ideas out for my friend, <laughs> yeah. Ed, in case he would, um, well, you're short, they, your, your list is full. So <laughs> the other standard that, that everybody should have is a weather radio. And the one I'm looking at now is a hand crank. So you don't need a battery or whatever. It works off of, uh, you know, the power as you crank it up it has a battery back out, of course, but I have one. Uh, I do have you have one, one of those? And it's free. <laughs> it's free. And if your significant other or your kid who's interested in meteorology or your dad who's interested in meteorology doesn't have it, he should. All, all you need to do is find their phone and install the CBS 21 weather app. <laughs> it's free. Oh, you're good, man. You're and good. always be Ed, prepared. How do you wrap the app for uh, under the tree, though, my friend? Uh, you just write. You just write on a piece of paper. I borrowed your phone and installed an app that I think you'll like, and then you put it in a box and wrap it <laughs> up. There you go. That's, that's not a bad idea. Not a bad <laughs> idea. All right. So those are uh, those are some gift ideas for the holiday season. All right. Anything else you want to cover here in this week's podcast? Oh no, I don't. Uh, no, I think I think we well we haven't covered everything. Oh no, we got to save some, you know. We we got to save some for the end of the year, right? We've only got a few more for the end of the year. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And it's always a pleasure catching up with you, my friend, and uh, we appreciate you listening as well. All right, you too, Tom. 
right, right, guys. Thanks for listening to another edition of It's Raining Mets. We'll see you next week.